0: Hello and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss what leadership looks like in the modern insurance business. We talk to insurtech leaders and founders, innovators and change agents from the insurance industry. We also talk to thought leaders from outside the industry, such as organizational psychologists, performance coaches and investment professionals. Anyone who can add value to the conversation on how to lead insurance businesses of the future. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and I'm very lucky today to be joined by a comrade and Anthony who are both from Get Safe. Um, comrade VP of Product and Data, um, and uh, Anthony's the VP of Engineering. Um, gentlemen, welcome. How are you both?
1: Hello. Uh, doing well.
0: Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having us. No, no, not, not at all. Thank you very much. And um, we were just discussing holidays, so... Um, Comrade's been thrown in at the, the deep end, uh, having come back from Holland, and have to go straight into this. So, um, and, and, I, and I'm going off, so I'll be in this kind of happy, relaxed mode, and uh, comrade will be stressed about it, but we'll we'll try and get back to But just to throw you straight into the deep end for those people who have been, you know, hiding under a rock and don't know who Get Safe are, um, Connor, would be kind if you could introduce them um, to the Get Safe business.
1: Yes, uh, happy to. So, Ella Ruman. Um, Let's introduce GetSafe. GetSafe is a digital first insurance company. We're providing digital insurances, um, targeting a uh, basically target group that's used to having everything on their mobile phone. So we're building insurance, um, insurances that people can buy, manage and also file claims uh, with their smartphone, mm-hmm. um, aiming to make insurance less painful and more convenient, basically, and more more transparent. Right, And currently, we're operating in Germany and UK. We started in Germany, um, have been in the UK since around one and a half years, um, serving more than 200,000 uh, happy customers. Um, and that's basically it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, and your role, um, how long, just introduce yourself a little bit about, you know, how long have you been with the business um, and, and you're in charge of product and data and what, what does that mean to you in that context?
1: Yes, sure. So I've uh, been with GetSafe for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a short, uh, basically, visit to the uh, finance and insurance industry early on in my career, more as a, a like management consultant, mm-hmm. um, got to know uh, kind of the industry a bit, um, then went into more like the product and digital and, and tech area. And now I'm uh, basically combining both um, at, at GetSafe, which I'm uh, happy about. And as a VP product, I'm responsible for um, product and its development basically, uh, product strategy and uh, setting up basically the the product teams that we have. So Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for product management, for uh, product design at GetSafe, and I'm also responsible for uh, the data topics or the data teams at GetSafe.
0: Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Comrade. And, um, and and Anthony, just to follow that up, obviously, you're VP of Engineering, but how long have you been with the business and, and is insurance, is this your first kind of insurance-based venture? Yeah, so, uh, so
2: I've been with the company almost a year now, actually, mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I'm at 11 months, like, today or yesterday or something um and on the one hand it feels a, a lot longer and, and on the other hand <laughs> a lot shorter but it's, it's it's been a fun ride already um yeah this is my first stint into uh, the world of insurance and uh, mm-hmm. i've learned an incredible amount and i think i i continue to learn more uh every day about you know the intricacies and um things where you know my entire career had been been purely you know tech companies and stuff where mm-hmm. a lot of you know breaking the rules and just doing things kind of from scratch and finding out where, you know, insurance, there are a lot of things we can do better and and push the limit, but of course things where uh, there just are some limits we need to
0: optimize for the customer and, and have to work around the best we can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's something we're going to touch on. I think, you know, I'm really interested to get your views on particularly working in regulated industries and the impact of, of that on, on the limits to what you can do. Um, I suppose, I suppose what, a question for you both, because there's definitely questions that are going to lean towards um, each of you individually. Um, I'd love to get both your inputs on, you know, is GetSafe a tech company operating in insurance or is an insurance company? Um, and, and, and just to give a level layer to that, What's the difference these days? <laughs> it's probably the yeah, question.
2: I, Connor, if you, if you don't mind, I'm happy to, I, I love this question. So, um, you know, I, I, and I think we all do, we really think of ourselves as an insure tech, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I and obviously that, that term is used a lot, but I think what's really important to us is, you know, the insurance and the technology go hand in hand, right? Um, we have to make sure that we are, you know, making our decisions about, what insurance products we offer, what our insurance products you know provide to the customers, can be supported with the technology, and then we're looking forward how you know the technology fits into that. But on the other, you know, mm-hmm. as we're making technology decisions, they have to fit you know for for the insurance as well, and, and make sure they could they can really um, let our insurance products shine. So I really do think we um, work every day to melt the two together, and, and don't necessarily see ourselves as, as one or the other, and. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun because we can start, you know, we, you know, like I said, I, I come from the tech background, we've got people that come more from the insurance background mm-hmm. and it's really fun to get into a room and, and have the conversations with the people from the different backgrounds, because we find things where it's like, oh, well, I would have come it from, from this side and I would have come from from this side, but actually when we can bring the two worlds together, there's an even better solution we can find that's just way better for the customer sure
0: sure and and comrade, is is that a, is that a shared vision that is that the way that you you look at it as well because i'm intrigued to see if like if you both look at it the same way as well because it, it sounds like there's a healthy discussion about the way people look at the business is that sort
1: of fair yeah. observation no 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 totally and actually anthony and me are discussing this topic quite a lot <laughs> and try to <laughs> reflect on it um because also i'd like to be honest it's sometimes it, it, it's a challenge one of our challenges is to find the right balance between mm-hmm. in both but I, I totally uh, believe that we we need to have this kind of healthy balance between both both sides basically uh because also um like from a more product perspective what i think we're doing in the end for the for the customer currently it's mostly reducing complexity that's mm-hmm. currently in the business and uh, making it more transparent more simple to use it right so we're we're not the kind of company like innovating um, insurance itself, but rather the way that uh, people actually can use insurance. Right. And this is all about reducing this kind of complexity into really like making really long and painful workflows uh, in, in the old world, like with one click. Uh, this is all about reducing complexity. And you need to be able to understand this kind of complexity and understand the rules and maybe policies attached to that to be able to reduce it, right? So it's really important that you have a deep understanding both of the insurance world and also regulatory stuff that's attached to it, right? And on the other hand, about possible shortcuts you can use with the tech um, uh, basically that's available nowadays. And mm-hmm. combining both, I think, is, is, is the right way to go. Yes. So. Mm. And does that mean that
0: people with inside the business, do you think people think about the business differently as, as individuals? You know, just some people think they work for an insurance company, some people think they work for a tech company, some people think they work for an insured tech. Um, is there is there a sort of a, or is there a kind of top down, very clear vision about where, where you see yourself, do you think?
2: I think there's a pretty pretty clear vision, you know, mm-hmm. of course. Different people are more focused on on one part of the business or the other, but I mean, I think there's a there's a pretty clear vision of, of how GetSafe comes together, um, sure. at least you know from from all the people we talk to most days. Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: I, mean, I and I think like key is um, to uh, basically um, to cherish both sides, right? Uh, so I think the like the tech side, everyone is excited if we build um uh, very nice looking very nice uh, basically uh products for user or features for user everyone is excited right also all of the insurance people so everyone gets this kind of excitement um basically uh evaluating that we are like a tech company and a user centric uh, product company on the other side uh, in, in in like at the core of, of what we do is we're providing safety and coverage for people and we are also able to basically cherish that we're really make a difference in people's lives right that's the insurance aspect because we're basically covering risks that maybe people can't control or are really painful if they don't have a coverage mm-hmm. that's like more the insurance aspect and that's that's really cool right people often forget when thinking about insurance that we're solving like insurance is solving a real problem and not only trying to make money uh, from people um and that's actually pretty cool i think
0: yeah yeah, I, I completely agree. But I was smiling as I was saying that because I've worked in the industry since um, I, I graduated and worked in the insurance industry. Uh, and I distinctly remember going to, uh, I think it is quite cool now because if you say you work for an insure tech, you, you get to say you, it, it gets that kind of tech edge. But I distinctly remember being at a party with my friend who's a musician and everyone was either in music or film and they were like, what do you do? And I went, oh, I'm a headhunter in insurance. And, um <laughs> Let's put it this way. I had a very empty table next to me um, <laughs> I, but I think if I said oh, I work for a, I, 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 I work with people in the tech industry um it is kind of more interesting um but i suppose, I suppose with that comes the i think when you talk about tech, we're almost hand in hand talking about innovation, you know because good tech is always about kind of how can we do things better, faster, cheaper, quicker you know um and and leaning into that slightly. Um, I wanted to find out, this isn't a question that I'd kind of sent over to you, but um, I'd love to kind of understand how it works for you. How does product interact with tech? Uh, and, and how do you make that relationship work well? Um, because it sounds like that that's the key component really here is, is you know the, the creation of good products and then on the execution side of that. How from your side does does that interact? And then how do you think that relationship works best? Um, how do you create that kind of harmony to make that, that effective?
2: yeah you know i think and by
0: product in this case you
2: mean like insurance
0: product side right or do you mean tech well <laughs> actually should we tackle that we can, we can tackle that question in a second like, let's let's actually go back i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna revert uh, but i won't cut it out i'll be professional leave it in it's a podcast after all <laughs> um i'll ask you this question then it was on the thing like how do you guys think about product versus how insurance companies think about product or insurers, traditional insurers um do you think yeah of- yeah. So, so
2: I, I think, um, and I'll, I'll let Conrad chime in on this too, and it's like, now obviously, you know, as a, as a VP of product, right? But I mean, that's, you know, the <laughs> yeah. technology side. Um, but, you know, we, we think of kind of the, the product and engineering side of things, right? Our, our area as the, the platform for the system, right? We make the insurance products possible, mm-hmm. but we do differentiate a little bit between kind of the, the technical product versus the insurance product. But, yep. but Conrad, I'll let you add a little more color to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I think it's um, I think the in the end we are and want to be a user centric uh, company that solve a user problem. And I think the problem behind different insurances is the underlying problem is the same. So um, and the needs might differ a bit between insurance products, but. Um, are pretty much the same right Mm -hmm. Um, that's why uh, as Anthony said like we differentiate between yes insurance products but also um, product as being basically this umbrella this platform in terms of technology but also experience Mm -hmm. that lets you basically add and operate different insurance products in, in a similar way right? This makes it both like a scalable and smooth um, user experience, but also a scalable tech platform uh, behind like adding different insurance products.
0: Yeah, I think that user centricity is something that's that we've, we've been missing for insurance. And it seems to be most of the kind of insure techs, that's the driver it, it is because I, you know, the one criticism that's been thrown at the industries kind of traditionally is that we sell insurance rather than you know, uh, you know build, build the right products for people. Um, so I, I suppose to re- rephrase my question I said earlier, I suppose I'm talking about tech from that perspective, because I'm intrigued about where product ends and tech takes over and and, and how that relationship towards building great products works in a, in a company like yours.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm going to start, just Anthony jump in. Um, but um I think what we what we try to do also in basically operate product attack, we try to I think for us it's basically two sides of the same metal. So we mm-hmm. try to always Uh, in the end, solve a user problem, a user need. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do is basically setting up teams, like trying to tackle down the the big problem of of insurance, basically, into smaller problems, and then having teams being able to solve those smaller problems, uh, basically, on their own, right? And then, uh, like a team who's able to solve one of those smaller problems um, might need definitely needs like a product manager and engineers, but also might need a designer, might need a data person and stuff, right? And that's where we try to be then agnostic in terms of which department belongs to, but it's really like a team solving this problem. And whoever has the idea, right? Of course, there are different roles in the teams Mm -hmm. and responsibilities, but it's all about having the best idea on how to solve it in the end, whether it's through like superb design or like a shortcut in technology or whatever, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Anthony, from your perspective, kind of, you know, how does that? How do you create that kind of right communication to kind of make that really kind of efficient? Because um, I'm particularly interested at, at this point in time, you know, the way teams works changed over the last two years very dramatically. Um, you've joined in the last year. Um, be interested to kind of see maybe have you made any changes to kind of make that kind of uh, realizing products uh, more effective? Uh, and how does that kind of work best for you? Yeah, absolutely I mean
2: we you know we follow kind of a fairly standard team model I think in the in the tech world um, mm-hmm. which is you know we, we use um, scrum and we have um, what we call squads right the, the engineering team is, mm-hmm. is broken up into these squads that as Conrad mentioned work, work closely with the product team right and that's something where um, there was a there was a team set up Um before I joined as well. And a lot of it had been based on kind of how did things work when everybody could just be sitting in the same room all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and when I did join, I kind of looked and said, Hey, how can we maybe reorganize this? So it also works a little bit more effectively, Mm -hmm. um, remotely. And that's kind of how we ended up with this model. but like I said, it's a model that's, that's pretty standard. Um, you know, there's, there's the Spotify model and different things, right. It's all pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of it is just about, um, things Conrad's already touched on, right? Close collaboration, um, and, you know, good communication and, you know, the, the, the the squads, you know, they have daily standups, they have weekly planning meetings, um, and they're, you know, constant communication on Slack. Um, but there's, there's not really anybody like sitting on formality, right? If somebody needs to talk to somebody, they, they message them, right? And in general, you know, one of the things that, that, we really try at get safe is that, you know, we don't stand on formality or, or title or hierarchy, right. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if junior product manager needs something for me, he comes and asks me, right. He doesn't doesn't need to think about it. Um, And I think the same goes in all directions. Right. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I tell my people to go ask, you know, a VP from another department, something, if that's the person who has, the right information it doesn't have to flow through me and i think that that helps a lot right um mm-hmm. just just not you know standing on that formality and, and mm. being open to
0: communication mm. I, th- I think why i'm interested in this and uh, and it, it, it's i think it's, it seems kind of a you know very standard structure but where i'm interested in this is because of the audience is kind of we've got a mix of kind of incumbents and and, and particularly kind of newer businesses and and i and i think what I see is a struggle to shift towards a kind of more modern way of working and modern way of communicating like a business like yours was probably able to respond much more quickly and much more effectively to something like a pandemic. Um, you know, for a long time, insurance has said, you know, for example, you can't work remotely. And when you had to work remotely, funnily enough, it worked, but, but they, they, they weren't set up for that. Um, so I wanted to ask you actually, Anthony, particularly about your, your team, the, the tech team. Uh, and I know it's maybe a bit difficult, it might be a difficult question for you to answer. So, uh, you know, I understand it because you don't come from the world of insurance, but uh, having worked inside uh, Getsafe for a little while, um, where do you see this kind of difference in in your tech team versus a tech team and an incumbent insurer? Um, it, it, are the profiles different? Is it, is it, is it in the structure than the way that you kind of uh, manage the team or um, yeah, any other observations that you have around that?
2: sure look i can't
0: i can't speak to
2: um what things look like exactly inside of incumbent insurers i mean I, I've, I've heard certain things but you know i don't have first-hand knowledge so i, yeah, I can't absolutely. speak to that um what i can't talk about is what, what you know we look for and, and 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 want from people right and i think one of the really important things and i think um that's something that i do hear about from incumbents but also just other large corporations and things is right our our engineering team, our product team, they're not a service team, right? It's not something where people just send in, hey, go build this thing for me and come back in six months and have it done, right? Yeah. Um, it is, you know, oftentimes the projects are coming from our side, right? And we're, we're approaching the other teams and saying, hey, here's this thing we want to do. It'll make everything better, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the product or, or wherever, or we're saying, hey, we need, we need you to go make changes in the insurance product itself so mm-hmm. that we can better um serve the customers in the app right Mm -hmm. um and the engineers the product managers everybody is 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 part of that solution and it's very collaborative right it's not some insurance person who's been working in the industry for 50 years comes over and says go build exactly this no questions asked right it's it's a process so i think that's that's one of the most important things and 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 to that right the people we hire for the team um need to be problem solvers they need Mm -hmm. to be um, you know, self starters, they need to be creative, right? And, you know, obviously the main focus is maybe programming often, but a lot of it is, we want people who can take the complexity of insurance and boil it down to simple and elegant and scalable technical solutions, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're people who are supposed to be thinking ahead and, and, and like I said, be part of the solution, not just implementing somebody else's solution. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And- Oh, sorry, please. Yeah,
1: maybe if I, if I can add to that, because I think this is this question is closely related also from my experience in the finance industry to the role of a product manager or sometimes called product owner, mm-hmm. because what I mostly saw is that there there's a role uh, called product owner, mostly, uh, which is um, especially with like finance incumbents that I saw um, that is mostly someone who's doing stakeholder management, um, like uh, asking for requirements uh, and organizing requirements mm-hmm. and then doing project management and organizing the backlog, right? Um, but I think that is, uh, this is always, will always lead to a non-agile, waterfally water um, system in the end. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not how we see the role of a product manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, for the product manager is someone who uh, basically uh, him or herself create, has a strong idea and vision of the specific problem, how to solve the specific problem that we set basically, um, or the product area that we set, or uh, the person is responsible for, and then is able to, of course, like lead the team towards that, but it's way less about just getting requirements, organizing them, and way more about finding like, like structuring the problem and finding the right solutions to it, right? So it's way more user and business driven, Mm-hmm. um than i'd say a classical product owner role
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And, and i think sorry <laughs> no, <laughs> no 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 please one, no no
1: one more thing to that right I,
2: I do think you know kind of speaking of you know incumbents too, right we have seen people who've joined get right who do come more strongly from the insurance background who at first they experienced kind of how we're doing it. And they were like, wait, this this is not what I'm used to. Like, this doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. And after a fairly short period of time they they, you know, saw the benefits, you know, of course, it's maybe a little bit more back and forth than they're used to, mm-hmm. but they see that it actually can, can help, you know, move, move the entire product and business forward. And I think that's been really positive because, you know, I think there've definitely been people where their first reaction is <laughs> shock. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, once they kind of, you know, have, have been with Getsick for even just a, a few weeks they see oh wow this is this is a really great way of doing it at least mm-hmm. from what i've seen maybe maybe they would tell it to you differently yeah <laughs>
0: yeah 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 that's not what they're saying behind your back so, uh, <laughs> no no i, th- I think that's uh, understandable and and I, I suppose leaning into that question uh, you touched on people coming from the insurance world and, and and conrad maybe i can lead with you on this one and and i appreciate product we talk about product on a tech perspective and, and an insurance perspective but um how important is uh, insurance experience to your teams, um, you know, is it an absolute requirement, um, or have you reached a certain point where the kind of the traditional insurance experience is kind of less relevant to you now as, as you're kind of maturing as a business? Um, just that insurance experience, I'm kind of wondering how much that's required.
1: Yeah. Uh, so to be uh, fully honest, I don't have like the definite answer on that yet. Right. But, no. um, <laughs> but um, from from my experience um it is important to have an idea or to get an idea of how insurance works definitely yes but it's also important to have to approach things with with a certain naivety Mm.
0: right
1: Um, because otherwise what i saw too often like people being uh basically bound to what they already experience kind of the rules of the game at incumbents and that's not what we want to have right i think and that's what we mentioned before this kind of balance yes we need to know like the hard rules regulatory rules that they are yes definitely and they often like it doesn't always seem like but they often make sense Mm
0: -hmm. right
1: overall um but also we need to kind of do take the shortcuts Mm -hmm. uh, right and you need to have a certain be like open-minded about that and approach it from a green field, basically, right? So in the end, like a balance is important, of course, also throughout the product, um, this might be different. For example, if you work in the, uh, someone working in the like claims um, part area of the product, you should know how, like what a claim is and how that works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you work, work more on the like marketing part, it might be more open, right? To yeah. experiments and new things. Um, yeah, sure. So there's no definite answer. Uh, a balance also is important, I guess.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. And Anthony, obviously you've hired some people with some insurance backgrounds. Uh, presumably that's been beneficial, but have, have you found some of the same constraints, like some of the thinkings, um, or m- maybe that just speaks more to individuals than, than their experience. It's more that certain individuals adapt easier than, than others. And, uh, but I'm wondering if that's, if you've seen a sort of trend of uh, struggles kind of adapt to new ideas.
2: Um, I, I think a requirement to work get safe is uh, being being open to adapt to new ideas, right? I mean, yeah. that's something, you know, we hire for, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think it's a concern we've had at all, right? I think it's sure. often, you know, some of the stuff Connor touched on we have to, you know, is, is approaching it, um, you know, with, with kind of a fresh perspective because I think mm-hmm. there are things that are, you know, regulatory required and there are other things that are convention, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yes, just everybody else in the insurance industry does it that way, but that doesn't mean we have to do it that way, right? Or let's yeah. understand why it's done that way and see where, how can we do it better, right? Yeah. Um, and I think uh, overall, I mean, you know, I, I guess if everybody, I think if you work at GetSafe, you want to be a part of improving these things, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're probably working at the wrong company, right? The whole The whole mm-hmm. intention is to make insurance better. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's on board with that mission.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. It's really interesting for me to talk about because obviously most of the time I'm talking, you know to talent constantly, and 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 my sp- particular niche within the recruitment industry is finding people that work in the incumbent industry that are going to want to come and work for the insure tech industry and 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 add value from that context. Uh, but it's really interesting to talk about how they value their own experience, and sometimes I have to have a really difficult conversations, saying, look. That experience is only only provides X level of value to a company. And actually, once you get in the door, I'm very really conscious that people, you have to have more than that. You have to bring more than the knowledge of that because you know, we're talking about smart people. They'll 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 learn about claims if they need to. And they come from, you know, zero-based knowledge. Someone can learn about claims, but it's that kind of protectiveness that everyone has about their own job. You know, if someone turns up and says, I reckon I can learn your job really quickly, um, it's disconcerting and you need to get defensive. And I think that's just natural for anybody, but um, I'm always interested about kind of how much is kind of required. And I think a balance is clearly that. Um, we talked about licensing. Um, how has getting a license to be a sort of full-stack insurer, how, how has that changed? Um, things for you and maybe requirements um, and maybe uh, I, I don't know if that's kind of more fair to be towards Conrad because Anthony's been with the business uh, eleven months, um, but yeah, has, has has sort of getting license changed anything for you um, and the requirements for your team?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe maybe to like a quick disclaimer: we're a very short uh, t- uh, time before actually getting having the license. Yeah, right? so we do not already have it, but of course we we already. Build and are building um, everything that we need to operate yeah. our uh, under our our own license, and I think um, we will have and we already see advantages of having that from a pure business um, perspective. I think just participating also in advantages that we have in the whole like loss ratio regime, right? It's just like from a business perspective, mm-hmm. um, good uh, to be to have it in full responsibility. But talking about like product and in the end, uh, benefits for the customers, I think there there will be benefits. And I I expect, and we already see that, um, let's take two examples maybe. Um, One thing is being flexible and quick to react on changes in customer needs or the market um, with regards to insurance products, right? So the ability to iterate on insurance products itself um, is very important we saw that in, in the history and um, yes it's possible also in uh, like with partners mm-hmm. right in the MDA setting um, but we're pretty confident that we can be way 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 faster if we have it all on our under our own control right and we can basically because we do have the tech capabilities we can launch a new insurance product within minutes literally Right, just pressing a button and it will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, everything works uh, automatically. We do not depend on any third-party systems or uh, basically partners that need to sign that. Mm-hmm. Um, that. That's definitely one benefit that we see, um, which of course also makes us more cost-efficient in the end. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's both a user um, uh, customer benefit and a business benefit. The other part uh, that I see is mostly around claims experience, where I think being like having an own license gives you full control of this part of the value chain, mm-hmm. um, which basically let us uh, steer way more towards a superb customer experience, mm-hmm. also in claims because I think that's in the end what insurance is about, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's sometimes weird because people people buy an insurance product like a policy, and in the best case, they never again speak to their <laughs> to their, to the provider, right? Yeah. Um, but, but in the end, it's all about being covered and someone, uh, compensating for when something happens. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of moment of truth, it's, um, critical to have a very good experience here. Um, we have all that it needs. Uh, we have like a digital channel, our app, you can file a claim in the app, um, and everything. But I think being able to, especially in operations, control the whole uh, process there mm. um settle the claims away that we think is right uh this will add um, um like a big value to our customers
0: yeah 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 no completely um I, uh, that's uh i think it's a super exciting time and i think you're absolutely right i think the thing that we talk about is that kind of self-determination and and make moving quicker and um it just kind of removes that kind of friction um I wanted to talk to you about something uh, that I thought was quite exciting, um, mainly because we don't get to talk about hackathons very often on the InsureTech, uh, the the Leadership and Insurance podcast. So I know you guys have just sort of done one recently. Um, So I want to hear all about it in, in the most kind of like, you know, why do one? how does it for the people that don't know what one is what is it um and and how does it work in the context of how you put it together and and, and i suppose the timing was interesting for me as well because it was it was fairly recently wasn't it? it was it, was, it yeah. was only yeah it was fairly recent as well so two months ago yeah Yeah, two months ago so uh, anthony perhaps you can kick us off yo, what is one and why do one <laughs> and, and how did it work for you guys yeah absolutely i mean so
2: um and this is a topic i'm super excited about so i'm uh, glad, glad you brought it up but um you know, a hackathon, I mean, to an extent it's a little bit of a broad thing, right? It can yeah, it can sure. be done in lots of different ways, but basically it's you, you take some time away from kind of the, the normal work, the normal roadmap, and you work on building some stuff quickly, right? And mm-hmm. and that's that's what it is, right? And you know, uh what what our focus was um was you know the the whole um, product engineering data and design team took, I think it was two and a half days and basically everybody could just form their own little teams and work on whatever they wanted, Right. And, and when I say, whatever they wanted, I I literally mean whatever they wanted. We had one, uh, person who did a podcast actually, um, for, (laughs) for a couple of days where he was interviewing different team members and then broadcasting it during the hackathon so that everybody could listen and hear, you know, people's stories and different things. Right. Um, we had an, had one team that worked on a game. Um, you know, we, we did have teams who actually worked on get safe, relevant things, but that wasn't the goal, right? The goal mm-hmm. was have fun, be creative, work with some people you don't normally work with mm-hmm. and maybe learn a new technology or a new skill or something. And, um, so of course, you know, you, a lot of people ask like, well, why would we do something like this? Right. We've got so many things to get done, you know, uh, limited time, right? What's, what, what's the benefit? And um, the reason is it's, it's first of all, it's, it's just a lot of fun for everybody. It's, it's really great for team morale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think everybody came out of it very excited. Um, the timing on this was also particular because basically we used the first opportunity we could, where we were, we were allowed to have the entirety of of the team actually together in the office. We weren't able to get quite wow. everybody together, but we were able to. And that was really exciting. I think we actually got up to like 30 people together from the team, which which was really, really exciting because a lot of the people had never met each other in person. Right. Wow. There were people on my mm. who worked for me who I'd never met in per person, <laughs> right? Which you know in the past would have been unimaginable, but now as you know a, a common or more common occurrence. And um, it was really great to have everybody together and it brought a lot of good energy together. And um, one of the kind of side effects of it is I think people after so long working from home, were like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm only want to work from home. I'm, I'm happy in, in my kind of cave or whatever. Um, and you know, one of the things we've been, we've been pushing for, cause we think it's, it's really the right balance is, is hybrid, right. Mm. Um, you know, where, where people can be in the office or work from home, kind of depending on the needs of the day. And I think one of the things that resulted from the hackathon was, People really felt that benefit again. They felt the benefit of coming together, room, feeling the energy of your teammates, and just being productive and 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 stuff. And that was that was really great. There was amazing energy. Um, but yeah, the other thing that comes out of it is just great. It's like a mini think tank too. So it's a lot of good ideas, things you can do in the future, improvements to our technical infrastructure, et cetera. So mm. lots and lots and lots and lots of benefits. So
0: yeah. No, it, it sounds fun. I mean, I I, I talk about this kind of um, you know, obviously working in talent. We're talking about people. Everyone's come and said, I want to work remote only. And I think I think some people do. I mean, there's some people that yeah. literally work better. Um, you, you know, my partner, she she's much more effective. At, uh, and, and. But I'm a sort of blended individual. I mean, I, I like I get energy from people. I, I need to be around people, I think, if, you, if it's too much. Um, and I think that blend is, is, is quite difficult to get right. Um, I wanted to dig into that so you've got all these people i know that originally the the team members were kind of relocating to germany that was kind of the talent um pool when you hired people um but have you if you both got remote elements of your team now you've both got remote team members and and is that um i wanted to sort of discuss what impact that's had on your kind of t- talent pool because obviously it broadens it out but now remote working is more are you finding there's more competition for the same talent now as well? Because now you're competing against any company in the world, whereas it might have only been Europe, European companies. Um, so, yeah, if you could both speak to that, I don't know if that's impacted you differently. Yeah, I
2: mean, it, it, it's absolutely impacted us. Um, you know, so we do have a few people that are fully remote, nowhere near, near our office. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the model we're kind of settling on is basically, you know, kind of a hub model, right? So where everybody we have even if the remote is near an office, right? So they have an option to, but you know, we, we have people who we partially hired just during, during the, during COVID and just in general, we found great talent where we said, nope, it's fine for them to be totally remote. Um, And overall that's been, you know, fairly positive, right? And it's, it's fine because we, we have this hybrid model, right? Like actually today I'm, I'm at home, Conrad's in the office and Mm -hmm. and, you know, that (laughs) works out. uh, yesterday, we were in the office together. But, you know, in terms of talent, um, it's it's definitely increased the competition. I mean, I think that's overall what we've seen. I think it's kind of, we were already hiring a bit remotely before, but, you know, now mm-hmm. we've definitely seen that other people kind of caught on, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's definitely added a challenge. Um, but, you know, it's definitely an interesting position to be in because it opened up our pool, right, where we say, yeah. Cool. We're looking for all these people, and we can convince people, "Hey, look! Look why GetSafe is awesome, and, and why you want to be part of our, our mission and work here." So, uh, uh, it's it's a little bit of each. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I totally agree to that, and I think the, the last point Anthony mentioned is uh, exactly what I wanted to say. Like, it's it forces you even more to get yeah, like the story right, why why people like what our mission is, and why people should work at GetSafe, right? Mm. Um, which maybe was not that necessary before. Uh, like to tell the very my my very personal story uh, is I, I've been into consulting lots of years, uh, like many years, um, traveling around, and I was sick of it. Uh, I do have three little uh, children, right, and I wanted to settle, and here in Heidelberg, basically. Uh, you won't find that many uh, startups or not many companies with such an environment and else, but mm-hmm. also ambition. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially tech companies. So it was kind of a more easy, easy call for me. Right. Um, because it was local basically, but this kind of advantage natural advantage mm-hmm. um, disappears and you need to be clear about uh, like, why should you work here? Got safe. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. The, the, um... I think there's one thing that I've I've kind of observed for a long time. Um, I uh, it came really clear with me. I had, I had some young team members who were working for me, and they were sort of 23, 24, and we'd go and see businesses, and they'd come away and they'd sell really hard on what they thought was great about the business. And I think what the pandemic has done and the, and the kind of is is it's made it's brought some humility to the recruitment process. So re- people who are recruiting now have to really think about what's in it for this person I'm hiring and not just what do we think is great about get safe what do our teams think is good about get safe what would people coming in be attracted to to come and work for get safe uh, whereas previously it may have been you know oh we have a view um, and then you, you you risk missing what the reason for someone to come and work for your business because you know using these these guys as an example Jacob who was you know sort of I think 23 at the time would come back and go they've got a breakout area and a football table and they've got free <laughs> snacks and I'm like I don't want any of that. I'm nearly forty. I don't care. I've got a football table. <laughs> you know, it's just like I want a good career and progression opportunities and development. And 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 it's it's been really interesting to kind of ha- turn that mirror and go, okay, what can we offer people that's going to make them come and work with us? Um, so uh, yeah, I've shamelessly set that up for a pitch. So I, I feel like I would be amiss if I didn't let you have that. So why should someone come and join the Get Safe Journey? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give you that opportunity. To Anthony looks uh, ready to go. Anthony, a, go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I,
2: uh, no. I'm, I'm happy that I appreciate it, right? Because uh, you know, definitely, we, we are, we are hiring, um, in, in, lots and lots of different roles, right? But I mean, I think, you know, we've touched on a lot of the things already, um, you know, d- during this chat. But you know, it's, we're in just a really exciting phase at Get Safe, where we have this massive problem insurance, right? Which I mean, a, a lot of. Companies have been tackling for literally hundreds of years, um, and we're we're trying to reinvent it in many ways. And it's it's a huge opportunity, and it's a lot of room for innovation and that comes with it. Um, really exciting business problems and challenges to tackle, and and also technical opportunities. Right where you know the, we're literally every day solving problems where it's like, well, probably nobody's had to figure this out before. Let let's see <laughs> let's let's see what we come up with right um and that's super exciting and you know we just we have already an incredible team um you know i think uh, everybody at get safe i think if you ask them what's the best thing about get safe their first answer will be the people and that's absolutely true um and it's really important as we're hiring too to make sure um we have people who really fit in and or strive you know want to strive towards the same goals. so um yeah it's it's just a really exciting opportunity and and uh, everybody everybody should apply and join so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um comment, anything to add is there any, are there any good snacks <laughs> we, we do uh,
1: it good, good snacks uh, both healthy and non-healthy <laughs> and uh, good drinks uh, around so uh, definitely there's a like football table yeah. um
0: we've got it I'm all sure it <laughs> we got it all, we got it all. Yeah. no thank you guys that's it's really kind of you to spend some time with me I've really enjoyed it. I think it is a super exciting business I was um, I get shamelessly nerdly nerdly excited about people coming on the podcast and this is one I was really looking forward to so I really appreciate your time um comrade Anthony thank you very much Thank, thank you. you thanks you, for man. having us cheers guys. As always, this podcast is brought to you by FinPro Search Partners, often simply known as FinPro. FinPro is an executive recruitment business working in the insurance and insure tech space on an international basis. If you would like to find out more about FinPro, please visit our website www.wearefinpro.com or our FinPro company page on LinkedIn. I've been your host, Alex Bond, and I would personally love to connect with anyone who is interested in the changing world of insurance. So feel free to reach out to me directly um, either on LinkedIn or via my email at alex@wearefinpro.com. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope to see you back next week. Thank you.